The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is having their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady to enter the Shady Rays Parlay of the Day contest. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Draft Week. All week long, SGPN has you covered with draft props, mock drafts, and our live NFL Draft Watch Party. So make sure to smash that subscribe button at youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Hello and welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ryan Gilbert, and joining me again here is my co-host, Joel Meyer. How are you tonight, Joel? I am stressed, my man. It's a, it's a weird, weird NFL draft cycle. Let's just put it that way. Normally, by this point, I'm feeling pretty good, pretty confident. A lot of stuff I bet goes up to like minus 400, minus 500. But uh, this year, it's just back and forth, back and forth. So many different things in motion, specifically oriented around the number two overall pick. Uh, this year, the Texans have it, and they're being especially closed-mouthed about it. Of course, Nick Casario, uh, Belichick, um, disciple, you could say, coming from the New England organization. So that could have something to do with it, not not giving anything out, plus the fact that they want to trade down, but nobody wants to trade up. It's creating this uh, uh, cascading effect to the rest of the top ten, let's say, in terms of um, what – the Texans do and what the Cardinals do, who also want to trade down, it, it determines the rest of the, uh, the the first bunch of picks. So it, it's a it's a tough market to read right now. I've got way too much money riding on so many different things. Uh, it's basically just like betting the opposite of the the favorite kind of thing. There's a lot of hedging, a lot of like bet 300 and then it goes down to minus 120. Bet the other side and then that side goes down to minus 120. It's, Basically, I've got stacks staked like 160, 170 units by now, Jesus. which is insane for me. Um, that, uh, I mean, that's basically almost a half of an NFL season worth of bets. So I'm going to be fucking uh, stressed out, sweating the three hours tomorrow, Thursday night, uh, like nothing else, because uh, this is not a draft I'm confident in. I've been betting this shit for five years now, and this is definitely – the most stressed I've ever been just because of the, the way the market's been. And uh, if, if things go wild, I'm so fucked. Like, uh, we need something to be something close to expected in order to make a profit here. It's, it's not been the most ideal one. Of course, it could go the other way where, where everything goes right and then it, it's the best draft ever. But I'm not expecting that at this point. It, it's just a, a very wild time here. I've got tons of great numbers, but... You know, draft CLV doesn't mean shit because uh, the market doesn't know shit. So uh, it's all about paying attention at the end of the day tomorrow and uh, getting out of bad positions, I guess, uh, because finally, hopefully, we'll get some information that is legit instead of just random speculation, which I've been. What, you, you didn't like that post on Reddit about how Will Levis is telling friends that he's going first overall? You didn't believe oh. that? Oh, yeah. Thankfully, no, no, I didn't. I didn't believe that. So a lot of dumb suckers got into uh Got into that one, but uh, no, Bryce Young is going first. That is pretty much the only thing that is uh, certain at this point. 
unfortunately, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a hell of a ride on on Thursday night. Um, yeah, it, it's been a very weird, very, very weird cycle, but uh, that that's, that's it's definitely going to make for the uh, the most sweaty. You'll need to take a shower basically after uh, a couple hours of this draft. It's going to be nuts. Like uh, Daniel Jeremiah is the probably the best national mock drafter. He's coming out in about uh, an hour and a half from when we're recording this. So he's going to make a mock then. Hopefully we'll get a bit more clarity then. We're already getting some leaked info on what, he, what he's picking. So I made a few bets off that. But uh, yeah, guys, it's going to be a, a sleepless night here Wednesday night for your boy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at least you don't have, or I'm not sure what's better. At least you don't have the Avs game tomorrow to worry about, but also you have to worry about it tonight. That it goes into your research time, or whatever. But yeah, that's that's going to be a, I mean, a hundred whatever units you said is going to be pretty sweaty. Few hours for you. Is that typically what you bet on the draft, like a hundred no. some units, or? No, the reason why it's so big is because I'm constantly protecting myself against like these these new, um, news that come out like. Different information comes out, but it, it's turning out to be a, a bunch of uh, nonsense. Um, you, of course, you get good numbers, but it doesn't matter if, if something comes out 24 hours later and it's the opposite. So it, it's not like the usual draft cycle, that's for sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully I protect myself enough. But once again, like I said, if something crazy happens, all that protecting myself doesn't mean shit. And I'll, have to, I'll end up uh, just pouring the house on, like, minus 400, minus 500 bets just to get out of town with uh, my balls intact. Yeah, I guess we'll see if we have a uh, celebratory drunk Joel on our next show or a uh, depressed drunk Joel, depending how uh, Thursday night goes with the draft for you. Yeah. Um, all right. But, yeah, this this is the Hockey Gambling Podcast. In case you guys forgot, make sure you are subscribed on Apple, uh, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, get in the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. Uh, Joel dropped his mock draft 2.0 in there earlier today. Are you going to have a 3.0 coming either tonight or tomorrow? Uh, I might tomorrow. I was only going to do two, but uh, given how much things might change over the next day, I might have to make one final one just to have something that is uh, close to what's going to happen. Yeah, uh, that, that makes sense there. I mean, you got what, 24 hours left after we stop recording there, so it's going to be crunch time for you. And uh, follow us on Twitter at HockeySGPN. I'm going to try to see if our uh, intern intern's going to the Leafs game tomorrow. I'm going to see if he can uh, tweet some of some live stuff from there or see, see if he just enjoys the game. But, yeah, make sure you follow us there on Twitter and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Um, I, we haven't recorded in a few days. Any uh, major takeaways from the past few nights of, of hockey? Uh, sorry to keep going on about the draft, but uh, <laughs> one more thing is that uh, – when you're when you're sweating this much and you're thinking about so many different scenarios, uh, it it's actually taken away from my enjoyment of hockey the past few days, just because I, like every seven ten minutes I think of something, so I have to go check the odds and, and see what's going on. So it's kind of distracted me quite a bit, but um, no, I'm, I'm happy. Especially Tuesday night's games went very well with the Islanders staying in the series. Mm-hmm. Stars uh, taking care of the Wild so far. One more win there, and they're fucking done. And um, Oilers, of course, uh, finally uh, got got the guys together again. Dry Sittle McDavid, and uh, yeah, the, the power plays in that series has been insane. Like I'm clicking. Uh, I think somebody said there's eight of thirteen in the series, which is which is crazy, Something especially crazy in the playoffs. Like that, yeah. Yeah, so good to see Stuart Skinner as well playing playing good. Uh, Corpusal got chased out of the net there. 
Um, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get into the individual games here, but, um, yeah, it, it's, it's fun as always. We're, we're seeing tons of goals. I, I mentioned, uh, 6.53 goals a game, which is the most since like the early nineties. So yeah, the, the, the postseason has carried on much like the regular season in terms of high, high scoring games. Yeah. Yesterday I was going to try to count up how many goals there have been total. I was on my phone, so I, I couldn't actually look, we, look at it. I think but we're good on them. It's, it's the over, two, over 200. So like we're going to get. And I think it's 280, so we'll be fine there as as a lot of these series are going pretty long. i got two games tonight. Bruins can close it out in Game 5 of Colorado, so uh, we're not going to talk about those because this podcast will be released once those games are either in the middle or over. But um, we're going to talk about Shady Rays here. Make sure you check out the Shady Rays Parlay of the Day contest each day of the NFL Draft on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. The Sports Gaming Podcast will release a Shady Rays Parlay of the Day. And if that hits, the cash will be rewarded to one lucky listener. So go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady to start getting shady. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. That's not all. They offer the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one. They will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You can look good and feel good because today Shady Rays has donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. All right, ready to get into these uh, three games on Thursday, April 27th. Yes, sir. We're kicking off here. We got Tampa Bay Lightning at the Toronto Maple Leafs. Game itself is in Toronto. Chance to close out the series here up uh, 3-1. Uh, Leafs are minus 155. Lightning are plus 135. Over-unders at 6.5. Over-paying off minus 115. Under minus 105. Joel, can, can, can the Leafs get it done here in five games? You would think so, but... This is a, a tough one to call because the Lightning have been the better team in three of the first four games. So it's uh, it's asking a lot here of the Lightning to bounce back after totally dominating games three and four in particular and uh, just, just letting it get away from them. That's very unlike them. and Kind of like the Leafs, though, in terms of um, these wild swings. Like uh, they, they might give up a three-goal lead, but they'll also come back from a three-goal uh, deficit. So... Yeah, it's asking a lot of the Lightning in terms of their mental fortitude or whatever, because if you lose two games that you should have won, they were the clear better team, and then asking them to come back in an elimination game, it's it's a lot, but they did have, this is Thursday, so yeah, they have two games off, two days off, so they should have some um, time to uh, lick their wounds in terms of their, um, in terms of their, their, uh, their mental composure, you could say, and come back strong for this one. I mean, the, the Leafs haven't exactly been the Leafs haven't been the better team in this series. It's just uh, they're getting uh, the luck of the bounce here and uh, benefiting from the Lightning' terrible defense. Uh, obviously, haven't made a big difference in Tampa, um, but Vasilevsky has not been good either. So, yeah, it, it's uh, it's something that. Leafs fans would love being up 3-1 in the series, a chance to close it out here at home as opposed to last year where it was 2-2. So uh, I do like the Leafs here. It's just the fact that the, the Lightning still have that, that um, pedigree and whatever. It scares you off a little bit. 
But um, if anything, I would take the over. The These games have been so high scoring. I mean, one team gets off to a lead, the other team comes back. Um, yeah, these teams are they're, they're going over seven goals every game, it seems like. So, uh, yeah, I like the over here. Lean to the Leafs, but uh, once again, I'm not I'm not too confident in that, uh, given the fact that the Lightning should be able to, you know, muster that old pedigree and then come back strong here for this one. And plus the fact that they have been the better team. So uh, at plus 135, uh, I, I no no real feeling on the side. <laughs> it could go either way. So I'm not I'm not feeling confident there. But uh, one thing I'm confident in is the over six and a half minus 115. There have been a ton of penalties in this series, as expected. But uh, once again, it's a game five now. This is when we start to see the the penalties start to be called a little less. Refs tighten up a bit. Teams tighten up a bit. Um, but I still expect to see some goals in this one. Neither goalie's been exactly uh, convincing. So over six and a half would be uh, the only thing I'd play in this one. Uh, but uh, if you made me just choose a side, regardless of price, I think the Leafs win the game. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with everything you said there. Vasilevsky has not been his best. The Leafs have, have not been their best, and then they, they've managed to win. So I, I think this is a, a matter of time where if, you know, if the Leafs let the Lightning hang around, which, I mean, they might do in this game, Vasilevsky could come up with a big player performance. You could see Tampa Bay just, you know, put the game away. Hedman has been a huge help for them. Not a good road team though. In the season nineteen twenty three and one, uh, they did win um, game what game one there in, in Toronto. But also on two days rest of the season, I'm not sure if this matters as much in the playoffs. But Tampa was eleven and nine, and Toronto was thirteen four and four. So it seems like Tampa Bay or Toronto is able to use that off extra off day a little bit better. So yeah, I, I I think the Leafs should win, but at plus one thirty five, I think I would lean that way given the price. Do quite like the over though as well, over six and a half, minus one fifteen. Like I said, Vasilevsky has not been playing well. Uh, Samsonov's been been up and down, and both teams, you know, have the offensive firepower to be able to go over. All, all four games this series have gone over the total, so um, just gonna keep riding that there. Over six and a half, minus one fifteen, and th- this reminds me a little bit of last year's Eastern Conference Final in a way where the Rangers went up two nothing early, everyone was riding off the Lightning. So if the Lightning bounce back here. I might like them to, to take the series. I did put a, a half unit on them at 10 to 1 on a Camby book out there. So um, I think that, that's probably a bit too much for the Lightning, given their pedigree and the Leafs pedigree. But that's probably what I what I would going to end up just, just rolling with is, is my Leafs series pick and not end up betting this game at all, except for the over, of course. All right, going down to 730, we have the New York Rangers at the New Jersey Devils. Game itself is in New Jersey. Devils are minus 120, uh, Rangers are plus 100, over under 5.5, over paying off plus 100, under is at minus 120. This is this is the series that, I mean, you, if someone says they have a great read on this, they're, they're just lying to you. It's just gone completely back and forth with the road team winning each game so far. I mean, the Rangers were the better team in, in game game three. The Devils got the one in overtime. Game four was was back and forth as well. I think the Devils got a goal in the third period to take the lead and then got an empty netter. Yeah, because the Rangers tied it early on. So that was a close game there. I'm seeing another close game. Um, I think I just have to lean to the Rangers in this game. I'm not going to bet it. I I can't bet this. It's going to be a spot where I'll look for a, a live bet spot. But 
something about the, the the Devils is they haven't had really that offensive onslaught yet. I mean, they had the Jack Hughes uh, penalty shot. They only scored one five-on-five goal last game. They have a few power play goals in there. So they haven't had that that game where they score, you know, three, four, five goals like they were able to do during the regular season. So maybe they come out and do that on on a Thursday night at home. Um, I mean, but even during during the season, it was a 2-1 game, 4-3, 4-3. Five three. So, yeah, this this game's just a, a complete toss up for me. I don't really have a lean either way. Uh, if anything, I'd probably lean to the over five and a half or plus one hundred, just if you're looking for some action. But no, no strong plays for this game or the series right now. No strong plays for me either. But uh, I would go the other way in terms of a lean. I, I, you know, the way that these games have been played so far, it just relies on the Rangers' power play to provide goal scoring, and the Devils have been content to play. Defensive hockey, much like the uh, the Devils teams that had success in the playoffs in uh, the previous decade, and uh, Kier Schmidt has come in. He's done a better job, much better job than Vanacek, who led in a number of leaky goals. Um, but uh, Schmidt has been awesome the first uh, in the two games in New York. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I lean to the under five and a half here with the Devils' uh, defensive uh, proficiency. Their new goalie in there playing well. And uh, the Rangers goaltender as well. He, he's been excellent with Shesterkin. And the Rangers have struggled to generate offense 5-5. Five and five. And like I said, game 5 is when you, you start to see these uh, penalties dry up. So we won't even see uh, a lot of those chances. Um, I mean, there's been a crazy amount of penalties the first four rounds. But uh, a lot of the, the, the power play haven't been... Like it, through all series, the power play hasn't exactly been efficient. It's just because there's so many damn penalties. At least we see all these power play goals. Uh, but for this one, with with penalties possibly drying up, uh, I do think we see a fewer goals here. So yeah, I lean to the under for the side though. Give me the give me the Devils. I mean, the Devils have kind of figured out the Rangers. They know not to take these dumb penalties. Young teams growing up fast. Uh, we saw them um, bit bit shell shocked the two two games at home. And but then they came back into New York and uh, they, they played a much tighter game. So uh, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna go with the Devils here, minus one twenty, and the under for uh, you know nothing's really strong right now with the markets uh, the way it is. Uh, these are very tight lines, but uh, if you give me a leans, that that's what I'm going with uh, with Devils in the under. Um, yeah, Jack Hughes is, is really grown up. Um, he's been the best player. By some distance, we saw a nice Dougie Hamilton goal as well. So he he's coming into his own. Uh, so yeah, yeah, give me give me the home team here. Let's keep it rolling with the, the Devils. Yeah, and if you do like the Devils, I mean, on this series on DraftKings, they're only minus one hundred five. So I think that that's a pretty good look if you think they're going to win this game, go up three two. I mean, that's then then there would probably be what minus two hundred, minus three hundred for the series, if not if not more. So I think that's probably the best look if you're looking for the Devils on Thursday. Yeah, if, if the Devils were minus 120 before the series, minus 105 seems seems pretty good now, mm-hmm. considering the Devils have uh, seemed to have figured out the Rangers' offense. Yeah, and and great point there. I mean, Schmidt's come in and, and been great for them. I, I forgot that he was even decent during this season. I mean, I think his save percentage was 922 in, in 18 games. I mean, not not a great sample size, but Schmidt's feeling himself this year, he's feeling himself in the playoffs, so that could have been the uh, thing that turned the tide for them. Schmied, Schmied, I killed a Schmied. <laughs> Ever seen uh, Rescuers Down Under, or Rescuers, whatever that one that was? I, I have not, no. Uh, I guess. Uh, I, I know people use use the uh, Schmidt gif from uh, New Girl when they're talking about Schmied. Schmidt. Oh, I don't not, know about that one. 
I don't know about that one. I don't know if it's a Disney movie or, or whatever it is. I think it's Warner Bros. Maybe or something. But it's like Shmee, Shmee. Oh man, I fucking love that movie. <laughs> uh, Rescuers Down Under. Check it out for anyone who hasn't. That's uh, one of the best uh, animated movies of the late eighties, nineties. Nineteen ninety came out. Yes. There you go. Oh man, that was, brings me back to my childhood. Love that fucking movie. A Walt Disney classic. It says. Is it Disney? That's what it says. It's, didn't think so. They should give it more respect then, because you never see that in the, in the fucking commercials or you, you Disneyland. Don't, no. Give me a Rescuers Down Under ride. Come on, come on, Disney. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, I got one more game on the Thursday slate. We have the Winnipeg Jets at the Vegas Golden Knights. Game itself is in the Fortress in Vegas. Uh, Golden Knights are minus one eighty. Jets are plus one fifty five. Over under is five and a half. Overpaying off minus one twenty. Under at plus one hundred. Uh, do you think the Jets have any life in them left here, or is Vegas just going to close it out? Uh, one more thing about Rescuers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the original one is actually they, they go down to uh, the bayou in uh, Louisiana. Oh. So that's another reason why no I uh, so have an affinity for it, for sure. Uh, <laughs> like fighting uh, crocodiles, and uh, <laughs> there's this one drunken mouse uh, just drinking uh, rum. <laughs> Maybe that's why they don't put that in Disneyland. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Jets, Golden Knights, Jets are just uh, absolutely crushed by the injuries. Morrissey and Shifley now. Still no sign of Ehlers, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, it's a real tough task here for the old Jets. Uh, winning the first game convincingly, dominating the first half of the game two. But ever since then, it, it's been at best a 50-50 fair for them. And now with the injuries, it's just tough to come back from. Um, Golden Knights goalie, Perswise, has played much better recently, and, and Hellebuck hasn't exactly stood on his head, at least not to the extent that they need him to. So, yeah, it's tough to back the Jets here, but at minus 180 for the Knights, I think it's a little too steep. I think the Jets can can be competitive here, make this a game. So, uh, if anything, lean to the away team here at plus 155. But, um, I mean, it's it's a hard go betting unders these uh, early playoffs here. But uh, once again, I'm, I'm going to have to lean to the under in this series. Uh, we're not seeing a ton of offense generated. It's just uh, some leaky goaltending, a lot of power plays going on. Um, but uh, with the lack of firepower for the Jets, with the, with their uh, missing pieces, uh, you got to go with the under five and a half here. And elimination game, they're going to be uh, maybe a little tight, tight around the ass and uh, protecting their own end. And, uh yeah, the, the Knights are uh, same kind of thing with uh, Bruce Cassidy there. He'll, he'll be working on the defense. I mean, I think I've said the same fucking thing for every of these <laughs> games, but it's always gone over. So uh, it's it's tough to be confident about that. But at this point, I would lean to the under, and I would lean to the way team here. But uh, once again, it's it's tough to call a side here with um, – not tough to call a side. It's tough to back the Jets here with, with their injuries. Uh, at some point, uh, missing your best defense from your best forward – Best two forwards, really. And Kyle Connor hasn't exactly been excellent either. So, yeah, it's tough to back the Jets here. But uh, in desperation game, that's the way I would lean very slightly. I'm not going to be betting this at all, but uh, lean to the Jets in the under. Yeah, I think if you do lean to the Jets, I would possibly look at parlaying the Jets and the under 5.5 for plus 370. Jets and under 6.5, you can get uh, plus 285. Under seven and a half is a is a plus two hundred there. I, I don't know if if they have they have what it takes to get it done. No, it's it'll be hell of luck if they win it. So it will be low scoring, I think. But th- without Shifley, without Morrissey, without uh, Ehlers is questionable. Perfetti's still out. 
Vegas is healthy. Jack Eichel's enjoying his, his first playoffs here. So I like Vegas on the puck line here. I think I'm going to take that plus 160. Um, their last few wins, 4-2, 5-2, and then an overtime win as well. But I think, you know, coming back home, chance to close it out, going to be a electric atmosphere in Vegas. So give me the puck line plus 160. Plus, you know, these teams in elimination games may, may be willing to pull their goalie a bit earlier, give Vegas more of a chance to uh, hit that empty net if, the, if it is just a one-goal game. All right. Um, we are also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here, and what better way to get down on some player prop parlays than over at Underdog Fantasy? Besides daily NHL, NBA, and MLB games, they've also already got NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million in prizes. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And as part of SGPN's draft week, they're holding a free NFL draft prop contest exclusively for members of our Discord. It's completely free to join, and the winner gets $250 cash and a $50 SGPN gift card. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord and go to the NFL channel for the sign-up link. All right, you got any uh, more notes on, on those games for Thursday before we look ahead to the uh, two games on Friday now that, that have lines out? Not really, no. Um, yeah, Patrick McCain has been, been excellent, but uh, he slowed down a little bit. Devils uh, defense have seemed to figure him out, but um, yeah, nothing, nothing else, not much else going on. But of course, uh, shout out to our boy Talon, going to be at that game, yes. the Leafs. I buried the lead there. Yes, thank you for reminding me. Reminding yeah, me. so hopefully uh, he gives them the spark to finally get it done. Uh, we finally have a real Leafs fan, not those uh, fucking corporate suits filling up the seats there, all those uh, you know, two thousand dollar tickets or whatever. <laughs> uh, who knows how Talon. Got the money for that. Oh, yeah, maybe it was because of him fucking betting the ass on Saturday. McKinnon, two goals, just because it was my birthday. That's the fucking guy he is. Uh, yeah, I think he mentioned he won over a grand on that. So, uh, yeah, that, that's probably why he figured out how to squeeze himself in there, him and his old man. And, uh, yeah, get to see some Leafs fans in the building for once. This is something I threw out there and I've, I've been thinking about. If the Leafs get past the first round, I have no, I have no real ties to any team. I might just go full bandwagon for them and see if they can they can just get the job done. Partially for Talon, partially just to, you know, see if they can end the curse. But ah, I've got serious shit in Freud with all the, the Leafs media, so I'm still <laughs> – it'll be delicious when the Leafs lose um, for my own enjoyment. But, yeah, for Talon's sake, yeah, go go all the way, and then uh, Avalanche will beat him in the finals. How about that? <laughs> that that would be an absolutely insane still, like a final matchup if, if it's Leafs versus, versus Avs. And it very well could be. Very well Leafs, could be. Leafs versus Oilers would be second best. Oh, man. Canada would be uh, a war zone. Um, all right, let's touch on, well, a game that might be played Friday that's being played tonight. If the Panthers win, there'll be game six on Friday. Bruins, Panthers, they can close it out tonight, game five. What are your thoughts on uh, Patrice Bergeron coming back? Do you think he's going to have a huge impact, or will this be kind of like a, a ramp-up game for him tonight? No strong real, no strong feeling here. It's just good to see that he's coming back at all, because uh, mm-hmm. with, with teams these days, you don't know if they're just protecting their own um Information, but the fact that he's playing is is a huge boost to the Bruins because uh you know he missed the, the last few games he didn't play yeah he hasn't played yet in the series has he no this is debut yeah yeah so you'd be worried if you're a Bruins fan that you're gonna come back at all it's like the Landeskog thing that's that's what I uh, equated to like we always thought that Landeskog would be back this month this month this month but then he never did 
uh, because the Avs are historically very tight-lipped in terms of player information. So maybe they thought the same thing was going on with Bergeron in Boston, but uh, the fact that he's playing this game is a huge boost to the Bruins, the, the, the fact that they know that he's, he's not so done that he can't play at all these playoffs. So just for that fact, it's a, it's a huge boost. But, uh, yeah, they, they want to end this series tonight so they can get him some proper rest uh, for when they play the Leafs or the Lightning. Yeah, I mean, it's even better sign for Boston that he's going right back up to the top line with uh, Pasternak and Bertuzzi tonight. Even without David Krejci, they have three good lines. Their third line is Marchand, Coyle, and Bellino. Pavel Zaka has been stepping up for them as a second-line player. Taylor Hall leads the series in goals, I believe. Jake DeBrusque on the second line has been great. So, yeah, the Bruins' depth is uh, showing even without Bergeron, and now with him back, it just shows even more there. All right, yeah, but these games on Friday, the uh, first one is at 7. We have the Carolina Hurricanes at the New York Islanders. game itself is on Long Island. Um, Islanders are minus 125. Hurricanes are plus 105. Over-under at 5, overpaying off minus 145. Under is at plus 125. Uh, you think the Isles can uh, extend it again here at home? I do, yes. Um, it's very, very tightly contested series. So, uh, yeah, the, the Hurricanes' power rating has kind of plummeted with their injuries. Of course, Timo Tiervinen is not playing now, and uh, the Islanders, uh, Matthew Barzell is playing a lot better now after uh, coming back from his long injury. That's a big deal, getting the chemistry on the first line again and the power play. Uh, he was very shaky the first two games, so that's a massive boost for the Islanders. And, uh, yeah, minus 125, plus 105 implies that these teams are closely rated, which is cr- pretty crazy to think of their power ratings over the course of the season, but... Uh, that's what happens when you lose three of your best players, um, especially in a team so deprived of goal scoring as the Hurricanes are. Um, yeah, I, I I don't mind this uh, move at all for the Isles, especially in an elimination game. Like, this is do, do or die. And, uh, yeah, the Islanders do have a, a fierce crowd, so I like their home ice advantage somewhat. Of course, the home, home road teams have been killing it lately, uh, it's only recently where it's kind of come back to the home teams, but uh, still, the, 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 the road teams are like 10-1 ten, ten at, at a certain point. Um, and then uh, the Avalanche just lost in overtime in Seattle to, to uh, make that 11-0. Uh, but yeah, road teams have been killing it, but still, I, I do like the Islanders here to uh, stave off elimination, do or die game, and Sorokin uh, playing all right, uh, compensating for some... Some shaky defense from the Isles, but uh, yeah, yeah, this is a tight line for a reason. So it's it's once again, it's it's very tough to call a side here at this price because uh, the Hurricanes, as a whole, are are the better team still, even with the injuries. But um, given the situation and everything, I yeah, I lean to the Isles, I guess. But stronger play under five plus one twenty five. Uh, I do think that this is another low-scoring game here. Uh, um, yeah, Rant has been all right. Sorokin's been good. And uh, I do think that we see a, a low-scoring fair here with, with uh, the stakes as high as they are and uh, fewer penalties being called. So under 5.5 or under 5 if if, uh, if you want to play anything in this one. Yeah, I'm starting to get a bit worried about my, my Canes futures and my Canes bet in, the, in this series. I think game five was their chance at home there. They, they outplayed him, uh, outshot him 36-22, but Sorokin stood on, stood on his head. Brock Nelson got that goal off his off of Ajo's face. So 
Uh, Isles lucked out there. I think this game is one that Sorokin could definitely steal for them and, you know, push it to seven back in Carolina. So that's why I think I'm looking at Islanders in the series at plus 330. That seems to be way too high here with the Islanders at minus 125 at home in game six. I can't imagine they're going to be very big underdogs in game seven if it gets there. So plus 330 if you're not in this series already or if you're looking to potentially uh, hedge a little bit of your Hurricanes futures. I think that's what I'm going to end up doing. Maybe put a half unit on that quarter unit just to make sure I get something out of the series. I had the over five and a half games, so I was happy happy enough that the Islanders won last game. But I, I am scared of, of this. I mean, they're both defensive teams, and the Islanders might have more talent now with Sveshnikov and Teravainen and out. It's going to come down to Aho and Netches and Seth Jarvis that those guys can find the back of the net along with Brent Burns has been great in the playoffs of the Hurricanes there, but. Yeah, I would also lean to the under five plus one twenty five. I think it could be a two one type of game. This could finally be where we get that Sorokin shutout as well. All right, the uh, other game on Friday that we have a line for is at nine o'clock. The Dallas Stars at the Minnesota Wild. The game itself is in Minnesota. Stars lead the series three two. Wild are minus one fifteen. Stars are minus one oh five. Over under is at five and a half. Overpaying off plus one fifteen. Under is at minus one thirty five. I've gone back and forth on the series. The series has gone back and forth. Uh, Jake Ottinger, big shutout there at home on Tuesday night to uh, take a 3-2 lead. Minnesota has now lost two straight after that big big 5-1 win. Uh, lost game one or, yeah, lost 7-3 before that. So it's been back and forth. Uh, uh, no Pavelski. Erickson Act is questionable for the Wild. He might be able to come back. So And Pavelski is questionable, too. So maybe um, – yeah, mostly healthy for for these two besides two uh top six a top six winger or top six forward on, on both teams. Yeah, I have the stars in the series. I think they're still gonna be able to, to close it out here. Um for the series are minus four hundred, wild or plus three hundred. So if anything, I think if you like the wild, I would just take them in the series here at plus three hundred. But for this one, probably just a, a lean to the under five and a half at minus one thirty five, if anything. That's just that is kind of juicy though for teams that do have guys like Robertson and Kaprizov. So this will probably just be a complete stay away game for me. I think I'm gonna go with the Wild in this one. Actually, um Wild have been uh probably the better team as a five and five uh classification over the course of the series. It's just uh Jake Ottinger the past couple of games has stood on his head and made the the key saves. Chris Gustafson has been solid, but the, he's let a couple bad ones in. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Stars power play has, has um, been great for them, as it has been uh, for the past couple of years. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Wilder March 15. Once again, this do-or-die game. I think they get up for it. Good good home crowd there. And uh, they, they, they push it to a game seven, which uh, I think we all expected that this series would go six or seven games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm riding the Stars series but uh for this game i think that uh, the wild push it one more game um yeah i'm not i'm not too concerned about the pavelski thing after them playing most of the series without him now and uh yeah it's uh ryan ryan Suter's done a good job against kaprizov uh playing up against his old yeah, team, the, 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 the team the wild fans chanting Suter sucks yeah yeah this is a good revenge series for uh old ryan Suter. The asshole. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with the wild here. I don't want minus 115. 
I think that these teams are pretty evenly matched and uh, giving them home ice advantage, giving them the fact that they uh, are staving off elimination. I think that's enough to push me to that side. I also like the under five and a half though. Once again, my at some point, these unders are going to start coming through. Hopefully not for the effect of spoiling our grandest salami, but uh, enough to maybe uh, cash a few of these unders. And uh, in, in such a high-stakes game here, I, I do think that we'll see a tighter affair, fewer risks going forward, and uh, both teams playing defensively, both goalies playing as well, they, uh, as, well as they have over the course of the series. Uh, I think I'd be a little surprised to see it. Uh, six goals scored in this game. So wild in the under for me. Yeah, I think I may end up betting on the under as well. Last game at five on five expected goals were 1.46 to 0.92 for the wild game before that was 1.83 to 1.76. I mean, last game you had that, that Felino five minute major that I think the stars scored twice on early to kind of get up a early lead there and Ottinger shut the door, but yeah, good points there for the wild and the under, I think I may end up, Actually betting some some wild series there at plus 300 to hedge a little bit on my stars. Um, the other guaranteed game on Friday is the Avalanche at the Kraken. That's at uh, 10 p.m. No odds out for that, obviously, as the Avs play tonight at 9.30. Um, I said last night when with, with Adam that I think no matter what happens here, I'm taking the Avs in game six because they're not going to lose in six to the Kraken. And I think if they win tonight, it's going to be enough to push them to, to a Game 6 victory. But do you have any uh, early thoughts on on Game 6 for the Avs? Not really. Um, <laughs> Kale McCarr obviously suspended the one game tonight against the Kraken. And then uh, coming back in Seattle on Friday should be a, yeah, be a well-deserved couple days off, uh, considering he's clearly playing, playing through something. He's not his at him his own um, high standards so far uh, through the series. Uh, Bo Byram and Devon Taves have been the better defensemen, so maybe he needs these extra few days. Could be a blessing in disguise, a little silver lining there, um, but uh, not much not much to say without knowing what's going on on, uh, what is it today, Wednesday night. What about a series price right now? Avs are minus 240, Kraken plus 195. If you had to take one, who would you take? I would take the Kraken. Yeah, that's, it's too close to call. Otherwise, Grubauer's mm-hmm. played well. Um, Georgiev's played well as well. But uh, if you give me the plus one ninety five with the the way that the Kraken have played on the road all season long, um, they still have the most uh, five and five goals of all teams. And then if we're expecting fewer power plays, that definitely favors them, especially mm-hmm. in a, an overtime period. Of course, they did score in the power play in Game Four with Jordan Everly there. But uh, yeah, that that just goes to show that uh, and that shit's more or less random, but uh, I'm, I'm scared of going into overtime against the Kraken when they can roll out all four lines, whereas the Avalanche should be just playing the same two lines again and again and again. They're, they're, they're going to get tired. So uh, the longer the overtime goes, the more advantage the Kraken have. So, yeah, it's just another advantage for the away team. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm scared for my Avs, but uh, hopefully the, the power play – Clicks when it has to, and uh, the rest of the guys can st- and uh, step up. But uh, yeah, if anything, from a betting perspective, I would lean to the Kraken. One final Avs question here: uh, Is there a reason you think that the Kraken have been getting the best of them in the first period? Kraken did have the the third most goals in the first period in the regular season with eighty six. Avs had eighty three, but only allowed fifty seven. So uh, 
is the Avs just not getting started enough? Are the Kraken just playing with some, some jump? Is it luck? Because I think they scored the first goal in all four games so far. I think to start the series, you could say that the, the Avs kind of um, they like won like a mini cup with with that uh, winning the division, uh, especially the last game. We saw how pumped they were to beat the the Stars to the division in their uh, final game with the Predators. So I, I think that there's kind of like a little bit of a letdown early on, but uh, I, I can't give a definite reason for it. But I do think the Avs were, I don't know, it, it's tough to commit to that kind of intensity for so long. And the Avs were the best team in the West. Well, top with the Oilers uh, for a couple of months there. And uh, coming down after winning the, the division like that, it's a, it's tough to get right back to it, even though you're in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, there, there's still that effect. Like we we took these team this team too lightly. I think um, it was like the, the big reward was playing the Kraken instead of the Wild. So the idea is that we we can maybe take our foot off the gas a little bit, and then uh, it it takes a couple periods to uh, realize that no, this is not a walkover team, especially given how. Good they are from a depth perspective when the Avalanche do not have a lot of depth. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be just a stars versus depth series, and that, that's what it's proven to be. And, uh, no, I, I can't – that, that's my best answer for how uh, they've failed in the first period so far. I mean, I mean yeah, the, the Kraken were a good first period team in, in the regular seasons. That It makes sense that it's been carried over to the playoffs when they really have no pressure, nothing to lose, just coming out. Coming out fire in there. All right, we were planning on doing some uh, Con Smythe odds here, but they have gone off the board as the Bruins game is set to start here. Uh, but just, just in general, uh, Con Smythe odds are probably the better way to look for any uh, cup futures if you're looking at that. I noticed especially the, the Hurricanes. I mean, they don't have a, a, a clear-cut favorite for that, but I think both Ajo and Ranta are in the conversation. I think they're both like 20, 20 to 1 or higher. and. Nope. Um, the Canes are, I mean, 6-1 to one to win the East, so they're probably, I'm not sure what their cup odds are right now. They went off the board as well. But probably 10-1, to 15-1 at very most. So Stay away from Hurricanes, Consumite. Okay, I'm just I'm just giving them an example of what I remember. Like, But, yeah, the Bruins are plus 150 to win the East, probably like plus 300 to win the cup. I think both Pasta and Allmark were around 7 or 8-1. to one. So pick Allmark, one of them, pick both of them. Allmark is good. McAvoy is good for the Bruins. McAvoy's gonna win the Smythe. He might. He's been uh, he's been uh, the best player to be honest through the first uh, series here. But Allmark is is my favorite for the Bruins right now. Pashnak, I don't know if he's fighting through that 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 bug they got, but he's not been good. Um, McAvoy's been the best player, so uh, that's that's why the I say aren't going to see that. Though. Man, to, I don't know. I haven't, have? looked at, I haven't looked at the odds, but uh, McAvoy is uh, McAvoy's going to be huge odds. They went off the board, so I don't have them. But yeah, that's. I don't think he has twenty points as he has. Fucking guys up. I don't care. Um, Allmark is the guy though. Allmark is their MVP. Like he's been the only reason why they're three and one. Like the Panthers should be at least two and two without Allmark. So Allmark is uh, absolutely my favorite. But I'm just saying, McAvoy, from a pure hockey perspective, he has one. He has one assist in four games. He's my. He's a minus one. Three shots on goal. Just watch him play, man. I'm going with talent here for the eye test, but uh, McAvoy has been uh, dominant in this series. Like, just watch him lay out guys and whatever. We're going to see the same kind of guy 
um, the whole the whole playoffs long. So I'm not I'm not scared of McAvoy. We'll have to see the odds. I haven't checked that in a little bit, but uh, yeah, McAvoy, I'm, I'm okay with him at a big number. But Allmark is is the favorite now. He should be favored over Pasternak at this point. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll revisit that hopefully on on Friday if we record then. Hopefully the odds will be out, or I'll take a screenshot so I have them. But yeah, it's like I mean, it also I'll throw up on you. Huh? Sounded like you threw up a little. Oh, bit. It was just a burp. It was a, it was a, it was a loud burp. There. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that on, on Friday. Um, yeah, Bruins game just started here tonight. But yeah, the voters aren't gonna. The voters aren't watching the games and seeing McAvoy. The, the voters are watching the Stanley Cup game. Yeah, it'll come and through. Look, his his look, points will point. come. Just wait. He won't wait. have a, he, he won't have enough points on a team that has Pasternak, Taylor Hall making a run, Allmark. If he was like like sure, if you want to say like Brent Burns for the Hurricanes or or like a defenseman for a team that doesn't have a strong goalie, but I think that's a that's, ignore. <laughs> Ignore round one in terms of like the, the the point production or whatever. It just comes down to the whole like the basically it just comes down to the final two series for the voters because they're mm-hmm. in fucking mental midgets. They don't have a long memory. And uh, if if McAvoy plays like he has this series, he will have the points and he will have the uh, impressions on the voters. So that's all I'm saying. If if you get him at a big number, I don't know, like forty, fifty to one, I'm I'm not I'm not. Um, that that's where I'm leaning, but uh, right now, okay, Allmark is the favorite. We'll put Pasternak two just because of his uh, proven goal scoring and all that. But uh, I would put McAvoy three. All right, we'll, we'll revisit that when the odds are out. Uh, I'm trying to do a Google search for him to see if anyone has them like listed there, but don't see don't see much there. Uh, no, Con Smythe here on, on ESPN via via Caesars. You got uh, Pasternak seven to one, Allmark eight to one. Uh, McAvoy, fifty-five to one. There you go, fifty-five to one. I bet that. Yeah, uh, Gorgiev down there at fifty to one as well. So oh, we'll he's been uh, he's been uh, probably the MVP of the Avs too. I mean, other than Rantanen, maybe. Um, I think that Gorgiev has been number two. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. But once again, I think with a team with Makar, McKinnon, and and Miko, it's going to be hard for a goalie yeah. doing that unless it's low scoring. Yeah, no doubt. Um, all right, you got anything else to, to touch on here before we get out of here and go watch some uh, Bruins hockey? No, not really. Um, yeah, looking forward to Bruins, Daniel Jeremiah's draft. Uh, it's going to be a great day. Abs, of course, finished the night. Oh, man, it's going to be a fucking stressful 24 hours. All right, and uh, yeah, it will be. We'll, we'll come back to you probably on Friday night. I think that's our, that's our plan there. I think Talon's free, but, but we'll see. We'll see if he's free after the. Uh, I might still be celebrating. I might still be depressed after after uh, game five, game five there. In ah, he'll be he'll be all right. He'll, he'll, he'll be up three. Two. He'll be good. Yeah, he, he's a rational fan, which isn't as fun that time. <laughs> I love him. We love uh, make sure you subscribe to the Hockey Gillen Podcast. Uh, leave us a five-star rating and review if you have not already. Haven't gotten those since uh, over a month now, so if you're listening and you haven't left one, you're just cowards. Just come on, leave us a review. Give us something to read on the show. Tell everyone else why they should listen to the show. Get in the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord, and follow us on Twitter at HockeySGPN. I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. Admire, and you might find me recording from my phone next time because I might have to sell my uh, microphone for all the uh, debt I'll be in for these drafts if everything goes against me. 
All right, see ya. 